On this segment of Counter Stories, you'll learn more about how we are dealing with the pandemic in our home, content, watching TV, streaming, programmings, and uh, cleaning our homes. Welcome to Counter Stories, our favorite time of the day, a podcast by people of color, for people of color, and everybody else. I'm Luz Maria Frias, Deputy Attorney General for the state of Minnesota. Any comments and remarks that I make are truly my own and should not be attributed to uh, the state of Minnesota Attorney General's office. I'm Anthony Galloway, Senior Partner at Dendros Group and Executive Director of the Arts Us Center for the African Diaspora. And I'm Halili, owner of the Other Media Group. And we are missing Don Eubanks uh, uh, due to scheduling conflicts. We're going to open up with um, probably something that's a little different, but I think one that people, a topic that people can really resonate with, and that is taking care of our mental health in different ways. And, and one way is looking at what we are allowing ourselves to watch. And I, and I use the word allowing in a very precise way insofar as we all have the ability to turn on whatever program that we want, but there's a part of us that really is intuitive as to what we should be watching to give us some more comfort. And that's a little bit different than just turning on your streaming devices uh, and watching something on one of the streaming channels or even network TV that's easier. So let's go, kind of go down that path. And and I know, Haley, you've got some thoughts on this. What are your thoughts? So what got me thinking about this was, um, well, social media, I'm friends with all of you guys on social media, and yeah. Anthony had posted about uh, seeing a movie lately. And I remember uh, reading it, Anthony, and I thought to myself, hey, that I really want to see that movie. You know, I've heard so many things about this movie. Um but I also don't want to see this movie. And what I have found is that uh, during the pandemic, I have been re-watching shows um, and movies that I've seen before. I've, I've re-watched shows two or three times during lockdown. Um, and I really couldn't explain why. I mean, I, I just couldn't explain why. And then I found this graphic um, online and it, it really resonated with me because it, it it showed me that I'm not the only one having this issue, and and I shared that online and I think Luz, you have it pulled up and if you could just share what that said. Absolutely. When we think about why we rewatch our shows and movies, it's it really is about taking care of our mental health, and what uh, was posted by at Just Girl Project is these four points. We rewatch movies or shows because it helps us. They require less mental energy. They bring back happy memories of the first time we watch them. When we're dealing with uncertainty, they can offer predictability and safety. And then the last point that this makes is that we know how they will make us feel. So we can use them to regulate our emotions. And that's really where and, and the value of all of this is having that level of safety. And like you said, Haley, many people intuitively know this, like yourself and many others, myself included, but we didn't have the context. We didn't know why 
until we saw this uh, this valuable uh, graphic on social media. Yeah, it really, it, for me, it, it's not so much as like the feeling that it gave me when I first saw it. It's just that I know what's going to happen. And, and so I'm not anxious. Like I feel like uh, when I watch movies, and that's the point of them, right, is there's like this big, uh, there's an arc in the storyline and there's drama and there's conflict. And I'm just like right now, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want conflict. But there are a lot of really great movies and documentaries and, and shows and, and stuff being produced. And I really want to see it. But I'm also I just like can't seem to bring myself to, to do it. So when Anthony posted that, I was like, man, I wish I could watch that movie and not just like have a <laughs> panic attack. <laughs> well, well, uh, it's it's funny. Um, when I heard you, when I heard you bring this up, it, it dawned on me. I did not watch that movie at home, and and I think this is an important piece that I need to kind of unpack. Um, I had to take my my mother to a procedure, and um, and instead of going home, it was just an awkward amount of time. So I sat and worked from my car because you know thanks to five G, and. And had enough signal to take some some meetings and, and just do that from my car, waiting for the end of a procedure. And then I was just doing computer work. And so I was like, well, let me turn on something in the background because sometimes I like to have something going on. In, um, and so I started watching Malcolm and Marie. And um, and uh, this is starring uh, Zendaya and um, uh, Denzel Washington's uh, son. I can't remember his name. Um, and I was just drawn to... This 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 movie that takes place is just it's a movie about a fight, <laughs> you know, argument, not a not a real drag, you know, fight, but an argument between um in in the in, the, in this of this black couple, and I was just I was on the emotional roller coaster with them. There were things that reminded me of of my own relationship, and and me and my wife got to laugh and talk about it later. But it it dawned on me that one I was not at home, um, and now I'm even thinking about. You know, the, the the prospect of having to watch that at home, I'm so uninterested. But in my car, outside of my mom's procedure, I was willing to watch some new stuff um, and excited to do so. But I have not watched anything new at home. It's hmm. always been in my car, you know, either waiting on on something somewhere or or running an airing and having some time. It's It's not been at home. I just think it's fascinating. That is really interesting. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Well, you know... Um, for me, a lot of times at home, like one of the things that we've been doing is showing kids the things that were classic when we were young and introducing them to them. And, and we've enjoyed, um, the kids being like, nah, I'm gonna go play Roblox. I'm gonna go <laughs> do something else. Cause y'all can watch this movie, my dad. So, and then and some it, things that we were just drawn into. Remind us how old your children are. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, so my oldest is, t- they're 10 and nine. Um, my, my, my baby girl is 10 and, and baby boy is nine. And, um, and they have been fascinated by stuff that we, we didn't think they'd be interested in. They've been interested in, um, with the exception, and it's only been, this is fascinating. It's only been with my kids. Now, the only thing I can think of watching new stuff at home has been with my kids. So my daughter and my daughter and I watched One Night in Miami and she was enthralled and we talked at length about all the history around it. Um we were able to watch that no problem. We were able to I've been able to watch new black films 
which is problematic because Malcolm and Marie is, is not a black writer. And I assumed it was. So now I have to go back and rewatch it because a lot of the things that reasons that I liked what it had to say was because it felt like a black writer reflecting on their own experience. So now that's causing some problematic conversations, but, um, and a you know, conversation it's been that we should have here at, <laughs> yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Anthony, I, I have to say this and I've said this to you and your family uh, for years now, as long as we've known, <laughs> your children are just beyond amazingly <laughs> bright, you know, where to watch, um, you know, the Miami film uh, in one night in Miami with your 10 year old uh, and have that in-depth conversation is probably not typical in, you know, across the board. So I just, I have to well, call that well, out. Right? Let me be clear. Let me be clear. There was a whole lot of, of dragging, kicking and screaming, pay attention, pause. What did they just say? We, the, to tr- <laughs> okay. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, they weren't just like sitting on the edge of their seats on that, but they know that if we're doing that, there's something that they need to get out of it. And we're going to hold them accountable to that. And that, uh, that is something that I picked up from parents in my community. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's something that we are following the lead of others, but, you know, uh, lose to that point. Um, I found it fascinating in this, in this pandemic that all of the movie watching habits, all of the, the, what we allow ourselves to watch has been much more of an intentional, um, and different thing than it was prior. You've been listening to Counter Stories. I'm Luz Maria Frias with crew members Flea Lee and Anthony Galloway. This show is made possible through support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. You know, I, I reflect on, as, as the two of you are speaking on this point, I reflect on my viewing habits, and it's been, um, I'm not one to rewatch stuff. Uh, my husband is, and so we end up separating in the evenings when when we're going to watch our content separately. I tend to watch stuff that really feeds my soul, um, in ways that that is not very predictable all the time. So, for instance, there's a set of documentaries that I really have enjoyed watching. It's called Moving Art, and it's it's that it's going across the, the world in different um, countries and highlighting their landscape, highlighting their, uh, you know, the animals and, and the unique uh, features of that particular country or uh, area. And that just is visually enriching for me, but also just in my heart, uh, it brings me uh, joy. Uh, and then the spectrum and the, you know, kind of the pendulum goes the other route, which is just race equity type of movies, movies that speak to my values and wanting to have gender, race equity, but also gender equity as well. And, and feeding my mind and my heart at the same time. Um, and it's just, it's very, I guess, eclectic in, in that sense, uh, where I, I am very intentional. It's, I've got maybe an hour and a half each evening by the time I'm done with work and, and other duties, uh, other responsibilities that I might have. So it's not a whole lot of time. So I tend to be pretty um, selective with, with what I do watch. So it's funny, I am, I'm, like the, I'm the opposite, man, you guys. Come on, Lee. <laughs> let's hear it. I'm like, okay, so all, I'm working all day. Um, I'm working on, on stories about 
equity and about justice and homelessness and hunger and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and so when I'm done working and I work from home and so I, I, I very rarely leave my house now, right? Like my husband still leaves the house to go to work. Um, I don't leave the house as often anymore. So I literally go from my, um, my office to the living room, which is all on one floor. And then when I sit down and my husband's like, oh, you know, here's a new movie or let's watch this. And I was like, man, you know what? I would love to just watch something s- like I love stoner comedies. Right. Like just something where I'm not, I don't really have to think a whole lot. It's not like deep. So, yeah, I well, just I no, feel no. like I'm the opposite. So it's not that I don't care about those issues and it's not like I don't try to educate myself on those issues. But like when I'm done working and when I'm, and I'm ready for my couch, I'm just ready for some fun, funny, clever comedy. So do you think it's it's. What, what is known as equity or diversity fatigue, kind of, where, where uh, you're, would, you're just spent I, by that time. I, w- I would say it's it's uh, it's balance, right? Like there's something about. Well, I'll take this for example. So 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 June or excuse me, January sixth, and you know we we are in we had to watch the ridiculousness that happened at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. The first thing when I had that window of time to like sit and like watch something and and do that kind of entertainment. I went, I watched Django because it was the complete opposite catharsis <laughs> for what I saw happening at the Capitol space. And then when um, I, I had a long day at work and, and and it was in particular with a group, it was a conversation with a group of folks um, who were really working hard to just unpack some stuff. And it was one of those kind of you know, it's, it's, it's the pastoral stuff that, that is part of my day now. Um, and it drained everything that I had. And then I, you know what I went home and watched the history of swear words hosted by Nicholas Cage on Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazingly fascinating yeah. and it didn't require anything of me. And I think that is, that is one of the things that, and I just kind of have to be real and honest here as a parent, um, my wife and I are have different tanks when it comes to engaging with the, with the kiddos. And we try to balance these tanks with each other so that I can be aware when when a particular tank is getting dry for her and I can I can we can, you know, you know, help each other with that. And yeah, tag team. Yeah, yeah, like tag team that. And and I think um what I've a pattern that I've noticed that is problematic as a parent is I am finding in this home time space that I am craving the things that don't require as much from me and of me. And this can get problematic when it comes to my kiddos who deserve everything that I got, right? Although they need to have their autonomous time, I get that. But I've had to check myself because I've found there's certain times where um, things are requiring things of me in the day, in the work, in community, and all of these things. And then my kids also require um, you know, certain things for me. And I'm having to be like, you know what? The, all these other things, you can look for the things that don't require something of you, but I have to like, I have to check myself because what I find myself consuming is the stuff that doesn't say, I want, I need you to think harder about this. I need you to go deeper. This is going to kick you into a, a whole rabbit hole of, of introspection. And um, whether you might like it or not, i.e. Malcolm and Marie, not now knowing the writer and the context of it, 
is is now kicked me into another spiral of thought and critical thinking in ways. I just wanted to put that side down to Lee's it's point. It's a lot. I mean, because what we're we're really talking about is managing the the emotions and the work and the responsibilities that we have during the day with our jobs, our work, our your business. You know, you you are eight business owners, right? Um, and then not having the capacity to completely unwind on your own, right? Because you've got competing interests with the children, uh, Anthony and Lee. You've got you know to navigate the the schedule with your husband, and not having the capacity to just completely just let loose, right? With with without any kind of filters. I got to share from the blurred side. One of the things that my wife and I, and I just, I never imagined this because so we'll, Anthony, we'll agree on. You got to define blurred for a yeah, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to. All right, go for uh, it. And so, so my wife and I can agree on and have agreed on the Marvel movies and kind of things, but she's not typically a, a kind of a sci-fi, um, hasn't been in the past a sci-fi kind of, kind of person. I, on the other hand, am a super nerd, black nerd, blurred, right? And so I like anime and 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 all anything sci-fi related and all of that. Um, and what I found that this happened um, with us is I introduced my wife to a, a game I used to play in computer called World of Warcraft. And I never in a million years, and you all know, you know, y'all know my wife. Yeah. I never in a million years <laughs> thought that this would be a thing that we would share, but hey. COVID is crazy because <laughs> we I introduced we played for a little bit and I found that us and our two our two of our good friends and our kind of friends bubble um, all are playing World of War. She's like building a character and like like playing and, and questing with me and the computer. And I'm still I still don't believe it. I'm like pinching myself. And we found that it has taken up or it, it allows for a different type of, of engagement when we have that kind of free time that's just us and you know kids are asleep or doing something else and we've just we've got we've done and completed all of our tasks we were finding ourselves not turning on the tv but going into this massive expansive you know game age of empires is another one that we've started to look at and what i've noticed is that we have control in those universes in ways that real life doesn't allow as much for given all the stuff we've been going through. And I'm wondering if that has, if, if that is filling up that tank that yeah. watching and consuming media in that way might have been in the past for us. That's a really fascinating. Yeah. I've not thought about that at all. Yeah. Cause it's your subconscious, right? Driving that. And you can, and once you, you can put it down whenever to, you can. Yeah. Once you're able to kind of, step away from that and, and analyze it on a higher level. That makes a lot of sense. It, it, We've been it's, spending it, our time um, cleaning the house in, in just in a deep, deep clean and in listening to music and then finding that a lot of times when we're done cleaning or we're exhausted at the end of a long day of cleaning, we'll just keep listening to music. Um, and then we, and then we'll sit there. He'll, we'll sit there and he'll, you know, have me listen to something, some old guy music, and I'll have him listen to some young people music. I'm not even that young, you know. Um, oh, those conversations so have they, to be hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. You know, it's funny you say that, Hilly, about cleaning, 
because I started to do what I just call out as purging, right? I started purging uh, two years ago. So a year and a half before COVID hit us. And I did that while our girls were still in the home and just starting to purge closets and things of that sort. And then when they moved out, uh, our youngest, who is um, going to be actually <laughs> 24 pretty soon, um, she was the last to leave in September, now during COVID. And I've completely emptied out their closets. Their bedrooms are empty. Uh, I've been emptying out cabinets. I mean, my the joy in my heart is opening up a cabinet and seeing empty shelves, <laughs> uh, empty closets and shelves. And, and uh, you know, our daughter, she's out in California right now. She asked about coming home. For, I was like, yeah, you can come home, but this is what the room looks like. And I sent her a picture and it was completely <laughs> empty. I've got a, a massage chair that I put in her quote unquote old room. Um, and there's still, we've got one, a, a guest bedroom that she can certainly stay in, but I'm ready to downsize, basically. Um, my husband is not, this is the longest he's ever lived in any one place in his life. He's a military brat. Mm. He had moved like 14 times when, as a young child. And, and I respect that, uh, that this, this, has, this home, this structure of a house has a deeper meaning to him than, than it does for me. Because I, I, you know, I've got one foot out ready to, to downsize. <laughs> um, but all that said and done, when the time does come, you know, we won't have to purge the way other folks find themselves. And, you know, part of this is to when you're parenting and Anthony, I, I don't know if you want to speak to this, but I know when our children were as young as yours, I mean, you were too busy to do any of that stuff. I was, I'll speak for myself. I was too busy to, to uh, get rid of, you know, old books and puzzles and oh. <laughs> and all kind of stuff. So this summer, I'll tell you, we just, we gave away at one point, I think I gave away like 10 bags of books to uh, one of the local nonprofits that they, people serving people, they have story oh, yeah. time uh, for yep. their clients and they're in need of books because then they gift the books to the children and to the parents uh, who have gone through their program. So we if, just, they, if they're listening to this program, they're going, don't bring us any more books. Lou's brought us. So I know many. probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Lou's, pulled, Lou's... We pulled up and we were emptying the trunk and uh, the security guard. He's like, is this really all for us? Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in another two weeks. <laughs> I'd rather well, donate than, to them than to sell. I mean, it just doesn't make sense in my mind. I'd, I'd rather just donate so. You've been listening to Counter Stories. I'm Luz Maria Frias with crew members Flea Lee and Anthony Galloway. This show is made possible through support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. See, I'm going to need y'all's help because by the time we get done with online learning and and day job related stuff and 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 church music creation and all these other things, we're like, look, we just go eat. And hunger on the couch and watch something or play World of Warcraft. We 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 haven't gotten to the to the let me use this time to purge and clear things out. So I'm so jealous of folks who have been. We sat down the other day and we we sat the kids down and we were like, okay, we're gonna show you this classic movie. And we watched the Christmas story. Oh, um, sure. and, and it wasn't during Christmas. <laughs> we should have showed it to them during Christmas. <laughs> but um 
and it and it was this nostalgia. Now the kids kind of those you know they zoned out and they were gone, but it got me and my wife talking about all these like classic old movies. And I looked down and we had folded all the clothes. We had had um, cleared out a whole area of the living room that had was full of music stuff that we because we've been working on. Uh, we have to we're in charge of producing the virtual music for the um, for the church, and so. We 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 had all this stuff we were clearing up and and it just dawned on me that that it is possible that the anxiety the 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 lessening of anxiety from watching this old stuff might be the key for us to start clearing some stuff out um, <laughs> in the way that lose you and Lee have been able to do. <laughs> but you know we've been doing it on weekends and we've been doing it very slowly. Mm. And I think you know being in this with this pandemic and this. I mean, the frigid cold lately, too, um, and not wanting to leave the house. It's it's we've been doing it one one room um, at, at a time, really. So is I'm, I'm just seeing a linkage between the the what we're talking about in terms of watching stuff we've already watched, not or having anxiety about watching new stuff or just a, uh, you know, a aversion to watching new stuff. You know, you're talking about purging. We've been filling that purging space with with music creation and, and gaming. I'm I'm wondering about all of these as responses to just how our lives are going right now. And I'm just curious to see. To, I'm just curious as to how that factors in to this conversation about anxiety. Yeah, you know, I I was having a similar thought, and and what comes to mind is, again, we don't have. Uh, the ability to influence or control what's going on in society with respect to the pandemic uh, and also the economic uh, hardships that our society is is uh, living through, and also the the other pandemic of systemic racism. So maybe we're we're gravitating to activities that we do have control over, right, and that mm. we have some closure to, to to be able to clean out a cabinet or a closet gives me closure, right? I, I see the work product. I see that it's done. It gives me joy and it's time for me to move on. Um, I, I mean, that's my guess. I don't know. What Ooh, do you, you know I, what? I like that a lot. I think also like for me, it, it really is just like a change of environment. You know, I re rearranged my whole office and when you're stuck in the house, for all this time and every day and I, I don't leave the house as often anymore. That's a big thing for me. I have a different view of the park across the street now because I've changed the direction of, of where I'm sitting and it's like a whole new place. That's awesome. We invite you as, as our listeners to hop onto our Facebook page and chime in uh, with any observations that you have about how you are resonating with our segment, uh, in particular, talking about how you are curating your content or your activities to bring you and preserve your your self-care in terms of mental health and just well-being. You've been listening to Counter Stories, a podcast by people of color, for people of color, and everybody else. I'm Luz Maria Frias, Deputy Attorney General for the state of Minnesota. And again, my comments are solely my own and should not be attributed or reflective of my office uh, for the state of Minnesota. I'm Anthony Galloway, Senior Partner at Dendros Group and Executive Director of Arts Us. And I'm Halili, owner of The Other Media Group. 
And again, we miss Don Eubanks. He was unable to join us uh, this time around, but look forward to having him part of the crew the next time around. This program is a co-production of the Counter Stories crew, the other media group, and Ampers, Diverse Radio for Minnesota's Communities, with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.